Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You guys, uh, before we get into today's message, I, I want to make you aware of a couple of things. First of all, uh, this coming Sunday, we have a guest speaker that will be in. And I uh, just want you to come and be a part of that. It'll be a blessing. He's spoken before. And, and, uh, and so that'll be taking place this coming, this coming sun, uh, Sunday. Pastor Ron McKee, there's a picture of him. Uh, he needs uh, some hair, but he's, he's, he's an awesome minister. Uh, but, uh, and, then, and then also we have uh, our growth track, Step 4 Today. And if you've gone through the growth track, and uh, this is the last uh, part of our growth track, and, and then uh, we'll skip next week and then the week following. Some of you, uh, it's time to take that step, and, and we want to encourage you to do that. And been kicking the tires, you've been checking us out, and it's like, man, I like this place. It's like, okay, but... Uh, uh, you know, I want to find out how I can get connected even more so. Uh, the first Sunday, step one, is a great place to do that. And so I want to encourage you to do that, okay? You guys good? Good to see you guys. You're looking good today. Thank you, thank you. I thought, you know, this morning, got, out, got up, went to jog this morning. It's like cold out there. And... cold out there see and uh, and I thought you know what I'll get to I'll get to wear some winter clothes one more one more weekend so uh, I I don't I don't like cold for you that know I like warm weather so but anyway uh, good to see you guys we we started a series a few weeks back and then we we just uh, paused for Easter and then we're going to conclude it today I told Pastor Ron when he comes, I said, you, you, just, you, you just preach on what's on your heart. You just seek God, and whatever it is that he puts on your heart, you go ahead and, and minister it. And so he's going to come next week. I have no idea what he's going to be preaching on, but I know it'll be good. And, uh, but today I wanted to continue on on the series called How to Live Through a Bad Day. How to Live Through a Bad Day. Every one of us have bad days in life. If you are... In this world, and you are, <laughs> this is a fallen world with a devil that hates God. And there's demonic forces that hate God. And uh, if that be the case, then that means that we are all going to experience some bad days. And, 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 then, uh, and then we also many times uh, add... Uh, we add to it. We add to that misery by just decisions that we make. And that, that can happen. Uh, and regardless of where we're at in life, God's God. And God's big enough to take our bad day and turn it around and do something good in the midst of it. And so wherever you are, and I said, I, I, I used this disclaimer uh, a few weeks back when I was doing this series, and I'm going to say this. Uh, I do not want to make light of where you're at, what you're going through. I know that some of your pain that you're going through is, uh, is severe. I know that you are in the middle of pain. I know that some of the pain that you guys are going through, I understand that. I know that. And so as I'm preaching, as I'm speaking, as I'm talking, uh, just know that my heart is going out 
to you in your pain. I know that some of you have, uh, have gone through some, some horrible stuff or going through it right now. Uh, but I believe that God wants to minister to you where you're at right now. And uh, maybe you're in a place in life where everything is really, really nice. And, say, and I just say, praise God for that. Enjoy it. But I'm going to say there's going to be a bad day in your life. It's going to come. It's going to happen. I, I, not because we wish it or pray it on ourselves. It just, it's going to happen in this life. Uh, this life has, uh, it has some... It has some uh, it has some bad days. And once again, that's why we need a Savior. That's why we need Jesus. Uh, it, without Him, I, I tell you, I couldn't go through the bad days I've had over my lifetime. We've, I've had a few. I'm, I'm still a young man. I'm still a young man. Uh, but in, in, in my short time on this earth, I've had a, a, lot, of, a lot of bad days. And I'm so grateful uh, for the 30 plus years that I've been serving Jesus and walking with him that I've been able to turn to him in the, in the, midst, of our, in the midst of my bad days. And so what I want to do is I want to take you to John chapter 10, verse 10. And I want to read that to you. It says the thief, talking about Satan, talking about the devil, he comes in order to steal, kill, and destroy Notice that he has a mission here on this earth. He's out to steal. If he can't, if he, I mean, if he can, he'll come into our life and he'll steal our joy, he'll steal our peace, he'll steal our strength, he'll steal our, our purpose in life, he'll steal whatever he can steal. He, he's a master at doing that if we allow him to do that. He'll come in and steal in our life. And then if he can, he will not only steal, but he will kill. And he'll try, to, he'll try to kill anything, whether it be physical death, whether it be killing a dream, killing uh, whatever in our life. He's, gonna, he's out to kill, and then he wants to destroy. Just totally, uh, just remove it out of our life and just destroy it where it's uh, not able to be uh, uh, used in our life anymore. And so understand that there is a devil out there, but the good news is, because I don't want to just bring bad news. I don't want to bring. I don't want to bring bad news. But the good news is, is that Jesus said, "I came." Thank God that He came. I came that they may have and enjoy life, even in the middle of our pain. We can enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. Jesus wants to be so real in our life that it brings life into whatever's going on in our life to the point where it overflows into, out of our life into the lives of others. And, and I shared this a few weeks ago, that when my brother had taken his life, uh, at the funeral of my brother's funeral, my mother led somebody to Jesus Christ in the middle of her pain. She was overflowed, flowing with, with Jesus in her life. To the point where she was able to minister to somebody else in the middle of her pain. Are you with me? And I'm here to tell you the advantage that we have as believers, as Christians, is that we have Jesus on our side. That's the advantage that we have. And so what I want to do is I'm going to, I'm going to take us to Mark chapter 4. 
And this is where Jesus, he was teaching and he, he was spending some time with, his, uh, with the, uh, the crowd and then he took his disciples apart and, uh, and, and ministered to them and taught them some more and we're going to read that. But it was after, after his disciples had experienced miracle after miracle, seeing Jesus do miracles in, 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 in a variety of different ways and then they found themselves in a bad day. And in their bad day, they responded negatively or wrongly, and it could, have, it could have taken their lives. And I'm here to tell you, it doesn't matter what you're going through, you've got to respond to Jesus. He needs to be the focus of our life. He has to be the focus of our life, because He's the only one that can calm the storms in our life. And so let's look at Mark chapter 4, verse 33, and we'll start there. And he had just gotten through teaching them and, and instructing them. And it tells us here, and with many such parables, he spoke the word to them as they were able to hear it. Remember that phrase, we'll come back to it. But without a parable, he did not speak to them. And when they were alone, he explained all things to his disciples. So he taught the crowd then when he was alone with his disciples and he expounded on all those things that he had just taught, taught just earlier. Got it? Okay, we're going to get back, and it's important to understand that. It said, on the same day, when evening had come, he said to them, let us cross to the other side. Notice this, let us cross to the other side. Now, when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was. And, and it, goes, it goes on to say, and other little boats were also with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat, so that they were already filling. But he was in the stern, asleep, on a pillow. I think that's not by accident that God made sure that that was in the scripture. That he was, he was asleep in the middle of the windstorm, he was asleep on a pillow. It's like, man, I'm resting. I'm comfortable, I'm resting, doesn't matter what's going on. And then they awoke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? They, they saw themselves as coming to the end. We're perishing, it's done. It's like, pfft, life's over at this point. And then he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. And then he said to them, why are you fearful? How is it that you have no faith? Wow. So many truths that I can bring out of this, but what I want to do is I want to talk about, and I entitled today's message, No Worries. No Worries. When you have Jesus on your side, regardless of what's going on in your life, no worries. They said, don't you care? And Jesus, no worries. He just got up, he dealt with the issue at hand, rebuked it, and then he turned to them and says, why are you guys so fearful, and why is it that you have no faith? See, faith comes by hearing, and by hearing the word of God. He had just spent, who knows how long, teaching them, giving them the word, and yet they were faithless at this point. And many times, that's how it is with us. In the midst of our, our troubles, our pain, our past, whatever it is that we're experiencing, we abandon the word. We get away from the word. 
And what becomes real to us is the pain that we are in instead of the Word. The Word has to be greater than the pain that we're experiencing in our life. In order for the Word to produce what it needs to produce in our life, it has to be real for us. So with all that being said, how do we have no worries? How can we come to a point in the middle of our bad day, how can we come to a point where we have no worries? Where we can say... No worries. God's got, got it covered. No worries. He's got my back. No worries. Somehow God's going to turn this around. No worries. He's going to work it out for his good. Even though it's bad, it seems like this is the end of the earth. It's the end of the world. It's, I mean, my world is ended. He says, no worries. Amen? And so let me just give you some, some thoughts that I pulled out of uh, Mark chapter 4 here. Number one. If we're going to come to a point where we have no worries, we really hear him. We really hear him. We need to hear God. In the middle of everything, we got to hear God. And it's God that we need to hear louder than our problems. Louder than our bad day. Louder than what's going on in our life. We've got to hear him. Are you hearing me? We've got to hear what he's saying. That's what should have been echoing in their ears is what Jesus had said just earlier when he not only taught them in parables, but when he took them aside and he expounded all things to them. They needed to hear. Mark 4, 33, we just read it. It says, with many parables he spoke the word to them as they were able to hear it. See, we've got to have ears that hear. And as I was going, as I was uh, preparing this, I I told this to my wife, and and uh, and because I I minister to people all the time, uh, it's you know, as as a Christian, regardless as a regardless as being a minister, but as a Christian, we ought to be ministering. We ought, to be, we ought to be being used by God. We're all part of the body that He uses here on this earth to minister life to people. And there's many times that people, they cannot hear me from, because of that. they're listening to the pain that they're in, and it's louder than what the words that I'm trying to speak into their lives. They just cannot hear. And, and he, I'm going to give you a scripture, and then I'm, going to, I'm going to begin to expound on this, because if we'll capture this, because we're all going to have some bad days. And we've got to be listening for God. God, what is it that you said, or what is it that you're saying? What is it that you said, or what is it that you're saying? What is it that you said, or what is it that you're saying? I need to hear from you. I need to hear what you're saying, not what, what's going on in my life. Amen. Now, Proverbs one thirty three says, But whoever listens to me will de- dwell safely and be secure without fear of evil. Now, here's what I told my wife. I said, there's many people that listen, and it's important that we listen. It's important that we listen. I can't tell you how many people that I've ministered to and do minister to and talk to and that are going through difficulties, and I'll tell them something, and they're listening, but they're not hearing I believe that Proverbs here, when it talks about whoever listens to me, they're listening to the point that they're hearing. 
We need to listen to the point where we hear, you know what I'm talking about. You guys all know what I'm talking about, where somebody's listening to you, but they're not hearing you. It's like, you, it's like their, their eyes are, you know, glassed over. They're just, you, you're, it's like you're not getting through. Is anybody home? They're listening, but they're not hearing. And folks, we've got to hear from God. And I, can't, I cannot tell you how many times I'm trying to help somebody that they just won't, they will not hear. They listen, but they don't hear. And they don't move beyond where they're at. Revelation says this in Revelation 21. It's uh, on the screen, coming up on the screen. I believe it's verse 7, but it says, He who has ears to hear, let him hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to the churches. Let him hear. We need to have ears that hear. We've got to move beyond where we're at. The other day, I was at small group, and... um, and is in other side of Chandler, and I was about forty-five minutes away, and I get a phone call, and and uh, Jasmine uh, and uh, Ramona uh, were at the hospital, along with family members. And, uh, and for you that don't know them, uh, Jasmine just lost her five-month-old, right? Five months. And uh, and it's like, Lord, what do I say? Because what they need is not any kind of human words. Is what they need is what God's saying. And I'm I'm grateful that you guys are here today. We just want to love you. I know you're numb right now. I know that you're processing through it. I told them it's okay. It's okay that they're going through pain. It's okay. Pain's part of it. And... Uh, and I'm, I, I'm, I just believe that they're in a great place to hear what God has to say to help them through their stormy, stormy time. Amen? And my heart is hurting. My life is hurting for them because those that, the Bible says to weep with those that weep and, and rejoice with those that rejoice. And so we're, we're, we understand that. We understand that. And, and, and we're going to have some real storms. It's just going to happen, guys. I hate it, but it's something that we all have to deal with. But when we're in it, we've got to hear from God. We've got to hear, what are you saying, Lord? And I'm going to just say, as tough as it is to hear this, listen and hear. No worries. You've got to trust him. No worries. Just trust him. Just trust him. I, I, you know, it, it's easier said than done. He loves you. He sees your pain. And we, we're with you. We're with y'all. Okay? No worries. No worries. Revelation, or I just read that, but Psalm 29.4 says that the voice of the Lord is powerful. It can change everything. It can change. It's, it's powerful, and the Lord is full of majesty. 
the voice of the Lord is full of majesty. It just it, it goes beyond our reasoning. God, what are you saying? What 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 are you saying to me today? I'm going to tell you what Jesus was basically telling his his disciples. No worries. He says, why is it that you're fearful? And why is it that you don't have faith? In other words, no worries. If I'm with you, you're the majority. If I'm with you, we're gonna get, you're going to get through this. If I'm with you, you will be whole again. You may be broken right now. It may feel like you can't take another step. But no worries, he's going to help you. One step at a time. God leads you. You might not see further than the next step. That's okay. God leads in steps. He doesn't lead in leaps. He leads in steps. One step at a time. Are you all, are you all okay? Are you all getting this? This is, this, is a, this is a bad day for some. Second thing that we see that took place in this, this whole uh, picture, this whole story with Jesus when they were in the boat is that we really have to believe. If we're going to have no worries, we really have to believe. We have to believe him. It's a difficult thing. You know, again, he said, he said, why are you so fearful and why is it that you have no faith? A lot of times we agree mentally with God, but we're doubting in our hearts. And, and I, I'd say this all the time. How many of you believe in sowing and reaping? Okay, you, you believe in sowing and reaping. But when push comes to shove, see, there's a lot of people say, yeah, I believe in sowing and reaping, but they're agreeing with it mentally. But when it comes to sowing, it becomes difficult. When it comes to action, it becomes very, very difficult to, to sow money or to sow your time or to sow your life. See, that's mental agreement, but they're struggling with the belief, truly believing it. See, there's a difference between mentally agreeing with something and truly believing it. And, and one, of the, one of the practices that my wife and I have, we're always sowing. We're always sowing. We're sowing our life. We're sowing. I mean, we're just, we believe in living a life that's a sower. We are a sower. And we're not just people that sow. Okay? The Bible says he gives seed to the sower. He didn't say, I'll give seed to those that sow. He says, I give seed to the sower. And so we're constantly sowing, constantly sowing. Every chance we get, we want to sow, we want to sow. This coming, uh, we have this pastor that's coming in uh, Sunday, uh, or he's going to be speaking Sunday. Well, we got him coming in a little bit earlier Saturday, and we've uh, invited some, some pastors around our city. We got some coming from Longview to be a part of our, our Dream Team monthly uh, uh, meeting that we have. And they're coming Saturday, this coming, or he's coming this Saturday, and we've invited them, and we're just going to sow into their lives, those pastors and their teams. We just want to love on them, and we're going to sow our dream team. We're just going to sow into their lives because, because we just want to see them, them be better at doing church and being uh, effective. And, and, you know, what we have, we give. Silver and gold, we may not have, but what's, what we do have, we give. And we sow. 
And my wife and I always say this, we always say this, you know, and we do this. We not only say it, but we act it out. When in a need, when, when, when we have a need, we sow a seed. Amen. And it's, it's, it's difficult to sow a seed when you're in the middle of a need. And, and let me just, let me just, it's difficult. It's difficult to do something with your life when you're in the middle of pain. When you're in the middle of your problem, the best thing that we can do when we're in a, in a, in a painful situation is sow a seed. Amen. We just give of, give of our life. What we have, we just give it. It may be something as simple as encouraging somebody that's discouraged, even though we are discouraged in this moment. Amen? Amen? Amen. But we still encourage people. So Psalm 18:30 says God's way is perfect. All the ways, all the Lord's promises prove true. He is a shield to all who look to him for protection. Psalm 118 verse 5 and 6 says, "In my distress I prayed to the Lord and the Lord answered me and set me free. In my distress, in my distress, in my bad day, in my bad day, I prayed to the Lord, and the Lord answered me and set me free. The Lord is for me. Can I tell you that God's for you? He's not against you. Your bad day's not from God. He's a life giver, not the life taker. Are you with me? He is, he is, he is for you and not against you. So I will have no fear. What can mere men or mere people do for me? I love the way Psalm uh, 118 verse 6 puts it. He says this in, in the New King James. It says, the Lord is on my side. I will not fear. Amen. He's on my side. Amen. He's on your side. Amen. He's on your side. Amen. You've got to believe it. And then last thing, the last thing I want to I deposit this morning is that not only do you need to believe him, but you also need to trust him. You've got to trust you might say, well, isn't believing the same? Yeah, but I, I think believing has trust, but I, I just want to take and trust him when, when you don't see anything happening. You trust him when the storm is upon you. You just trust him. Hey, Jesus is in the boat. We're going to be all right. And see, Jesus said this. He says, let's go to the other side. Faith comes by hearing, by hearing the word of God. He already said it. He already spoke it. So it doesn't matter what storm took place. Isn't that right? Listen, he said, let's go to the other side. He went, he said, faith has already been spoken. It's already been set in place. It's going to happen. And so he went to bed. Laid his head on a pillow. He already, had, he already set the word in motion. The motion works. It's powerful. It's, it's, it's majestic. We read that earlier. It's going to produce if we'll believe it and we'll trust in it. And so he, he was trusting in his own word. But the disciples had a difficult time trusting his word. We're going to have to trust when we don't see anything take place. Yesterday I was, um, I was showing, uh, some. we had an event here yesterday. We actually hosted something for some uh, pastors and and uh, we weren't the one that put on the event. We just hosted the, the facility here. And, and, uh, and our, some of our, our team were here and, and just, we're just serving them, loving on them. 
And I took one of the pastors to the front uh, building and showing them around. And, and I just made the comment, you know, that we're leasing here. We've been leasing. We're leasing month to month. In other words, they could give us 30 days and say, get out of here and we have to go. Yeah. And we've been doing that for about 10 years, though. <laughs> and a, a developer bought it. And, and, and it, you know, they're just sitting on it until stuff begins to develop this way. We need facilities, by the way. But he made this comment. I thought, that's absolutely true. He says, he says God knows, and he knows what you need, when you need it, and it's just trusting him. I said, absolutely. We're just trusting him. We're just going to, we're, 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 we're looking, we're constantly looking. I have uh, Rachel, she's, uh, Moreno's helping us and just looking and we're on, we're just looking, knocking doors and knock, seek, pray, right? Or ask, knock, seek and ask. Or ask, seek and knock, <coughs> A-S-K, I said it wrong. Uh, and so we're doing that. But we just trust. We're just trusting. And guys, when you're in the middle of the storm, you just got to trust. No worries. No worries. Proverbs uh, 3, verse 5 and 6. I, wanna, I just want to close with some few, a few scriptures really quick. It says, trust in the Lord with... Oh, my gosh. Everything, right, Bob? Everything. All our heart. With all of our heart. It's, to, it's difficult to engage your heart in trusting Him with all of your heart when you're in the middle of your bad day. Because all you see is your bad day. But you've got to trust beyond that bad day. It's temporal, so things are going to pass. By the way, let me just let you in on a secret. Your time here on this earth is but a vapor. It is so short. And there's going to be a, there's a whole new life awaiting all of us past this life. And so we've got, to, we've got to trust God in this life and, so that we can get to that next life that's going to be more glorious than the life that we're experiencing now. Amen? Amen. Amen. And so it says, trust the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. And that's where many of us go. <laughs> Seek His will in all you do and He will show you which path to take. He does that through trust. Isaiah 40.31 says, But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar on on high, excuse me, they will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. No worries. No worries. Now, here's where we're going. Because what he told his disciples, he says, Why is it that you're fearful? Why is it that you're worrisome? Why is it you're fretting? Why is it, you're, why is it that you don't have faith? And every one of us got to learn this. It's something that we all have to do. It's easier said than done. But we have to come to a point where we are trusting and not worrying. First Peter chapter 5, verse 6 and 7, 6 and through 9. It says, Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. Casting all your care upon him. Notice that it says all your care. For he cares for you. Be sober, be vigilant. I believe the devil, it gives him inroad into our life when we start worrying. 
Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, devil walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Resist him steadfastly in the face, faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. God says, I know you're going through some difficult times, but you've got to do some things. You've got to cast every care on me. No worries. You've got to cast your care on me. Have no worries. And make sure you're submitted to me. And when you're submitted to me, you resist the one that's coming to kill, steal, and destroy. Amen. You resist him. And also, I want you to understand, the suffering that you're going through, others are experiencing it too, so you're not in it alone. Amen. That's why we need each other. That's why we need small groups. That's why we need to be in relationship with one another, so that we can help each other walk through our difficult times. Amen. One more scripture I'm going uh, to point out out of uh, 1 Peter chapter 5. I'm going to give it to you uh, amplified. It says, casting all your cares, verse 7, casting all your cares, all your anxieties, all your worries, all your concerns, once and for all on him, for he cares about you with deepest affection. And watches over you very carefully. Isn't that powerful? And I believe this is a word for us today. We've got to hear him. We've got to believe him. We have to trust him. If we're going to walk through life with no worries. Let's pray. Father, we thank you today for your word. I believe we've heard from you today. Not only are, have we been listening, but we, we heard you. We heard what you're saying. As difficult as it is, it's your word, and your word is it's powerful, and it's majestic, and it works if we'll work your word. And today we embrace it. We thank you for bringing healing into our lives and wholeness and rest restoration, God. Thank you for just moving mildly and powerfully as only you can and know how to do it. We love you, sir. Pray for every person right now. <coughs> every person that, that needs your touch in their life. Needs your anointing to come in and, and just overshadow that, that place of pain, that place of hurt. And bring healing and wholeness. And I thank you for that. In Jesus' name.